Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live. 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're listening to The Voice, the Summit Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go. It's the two-time Stellar Award considered, Spin Award nominated. You're listening to The Voice. To The Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Great day, everyone. This is Dolores Williams, and I want to personally invite you to Divine Connections Magazine 11th Anniversary Expo, Saturday, September 11th, at Beyond Measure Ministries, 904 East Main Street, in Hall River, North Carolina, from 12 to 5. Gospel group, praise dance, vendors, fashion show, mine, food trucks will be there, and our special guests will be featured, Titus Little Blair and the fantastic volunteers from Detroit, Michigan. Get your ticket now. Only $12, DivineConnectionsMagazine.com. You're listening to The Voice, the summit. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life. Over the Weights of War. With Sis Diane LeBrin. Right now on TPV Radio. This is Victory Over the Weights of Life with author and speaker Diane LeBrin. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Good evening to you. How are you? I am so glad you're here. 
We were having a little technical difficulty. You guys know the devil is busy. He's ugly and he has no friends. So he's got to do what he got to try to do to get some attention. But he gets no love here and he gets no attention. So I want to thank you for being here. So I want to ask you this. Would you please go ahead and share this message today? I want you to go ahead, share, let them know victory over the weights of life with yours truly, author and speaker Diane Lubre is on. So I want to say welcome to Australia. Welcome to Ghana. Welcome to Nigeria, to the UK. What's up, UK? I want to say what's up to Canada, to the U.S. of A. Welcome, America, to South America, to the VI, to Trinidad, Tobago, St. Lucia, St. Vincent, wherever you guys are listening from. I want to say a hearty, hearty welcome, and I want to say a hearty, hearty thank you, China. I ain't forgot about y'all, Japan, Taiwan, Russia, in the building. We want to say thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you. Go ahead and spread the word. We are on, and we may have to do a little massacre in because the devil, we're going to have to destroy him today. Uh, before we go, I always, always want to start with prayer and thank the Lord. Father, we want to thank you. We give you praise, and we give you glory. We thank you for today, God, because we know that greater is you that is in us than he that is in the world. We want to thank you, Father, because we know that no weapon that is formed against us shall ever prosper. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name as the enemy, oh God, is trying to fight your word. Father, we know, God, that you are already preparing the hearts of the people, oh God, to uh, to receive your word. So we thank you. We bind the hands of the enemy. We come against every distraction in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for TPV Radio Network. We thank you for our viewers. We thank you for the founder, the Newton. God, I pray a special blessing over them. Father, cover them everywhere they go, Father. May, may, may favor meet them there, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that we have this opportunity to get together, to break bread, to speak your word, Father, for you said study to show ourselves approved unto you. So we want to give you thanks and praise, glory and honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Again, I want to say thank you, and I want to say welcome, and I want to say to you, I appreciate you being here. You guys, there's so much distraction going on. The enemy is busy. I'm trying to come up with something to speak to you about. I couldn't find any topic, and my spirit just say, let the Lord have his way. So that's what we're going to do. I'm a yielded vessel, so I just let Holy Spirit speak. So I pray that if you have an ear, you ask the Lord to open up your ears so you can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the churches. As we look around, y'all, in our world, I was sit- I was thinking about that while I was sitting on the patio. We can tell something is inevitable. We can tell that the consummation of time is right upon us. And, and we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that someday the sky is going to crack open and Jesus will return. And my question to you is, are you ready? Are you ready for the return of Jesus? Are you ready to stand before him? Are you ready to hear him say, either well done, thou good and faithful servant, or depart from me? I never knew you. If you don't know where you stand, by the end of this program, I pray to God that your heart will be softened, and I pray that your ears will hear the crying of Holy Spirit calling you, come, 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 come. So like I was saying, we see 
all these things that are happening in the world. And we know that Jesus is on his way back. But I want to say to you, if you are not ready, let me help you get ready. If you're not ready, take a look at your heart. What are the things that you have in your heart? Remember what the Bible tells us. It tells us that Jesus is coming back for a church that is without any spots and without any wrinkles. So when he said without spots and wrinkles, what is he talking about? He's talking about are there any sin in our lives? What is it that we're doing that we know God don't like? But we're still doing it. Remember, all liars, all adulterers, all fornicators. He even said dogs. That's to show you how low down and dirty some people are getting. The Lord just called them straight out dogs. No clamor, no backbiting. To those who are practicing sorcery and black magic and white magic and all of that stuff, someday we have to stand before the Lord. And when the, the, the sky cracks open, if we fall in any of these categories, guess what's going to happen? We are going to be left behind. And as you know, the ones who are left behind are the ones who are going to have to deal with the Antichrist. If you guys think what's going on in the world right now is bad, baby, we are still in the, in the place where we're still having cupcake and cookies. Because after Jesus comes back, this world will nobody want to be in there. The Bible tells us men will be running to the mountains and asking the mountains to fall on them, and the mountains themselves are going to run and hide at the fear and at the fury of the Lord God Almighty. So let me ask you this again. Are you ready for the return of Jesus? If I were to ask you, do you have any unforgiveness in your heart, can you honestly say, you have no unforgiveness in your heart. Remember what Matthew chapter 7 tells us. Jesus was teaching his disciples, and he said to them, if you think, you don't even have to know, if you think your brother has an art against you, he said, as you come to give your offering, he said, leave it at the altar, go back and be reconciled unto your brother. That means you may not have animosity or unforgiveness in your heart towards somebody, but if you know somebody have done you wrong, and if you know you have done somebody wrong, make it right. Because if we cannot forgive our brothers and sisters that we see with our own two eyes, when we go to God and we ask for forgiveness, guess what? We're not going to get it because God is not going to give us what we don't give one another. In, in, first, in what is it, first or second John, he asked us, he said, how can you say you love God whom you, can, whom you have not seen, but you hate your brother whom you have seen? That makes us a hypocrite. And unforgiveness will cause us to not be in the presence of the Lord. There are a lot of people who are going in church who are filled with unforgiveness, and there's some of them in the pulpit, in the choir stand, the deacons, the ushers, it is in the house of the Lord. Because remember, the Bible was not written for the world. The world don't care about the Bible. The world don't have nothing to do with the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before living earth, that's where we learn how to live. That's where we learn how to love. That's where we learn how to forgive. That's where we learn how to live in peace. That's where we learn how to live in love. And let me tell you, we have got to get rid of unforgiveness in our lives. I was talking to my son today, and one of the uh, 
excuse me, one of the characters I often talk to my son about is, is King David. And as much as God loved King David, one of the things King David never did, King David never repented his sin to the Lord. What sin was that? The sin of lust. David, he said it out plainly. He hates the one who hates the Lord. If you were an enemy of the Lord, David had nothing to do with you. But the one thing David never went to God and said, God, this issue that I am dealing with, which is lust, Help me with it. The way they knew David was on his way out, they put a young virgin in David's bed. And when David did not touch that young girl, they said, the king is dead. David died. And he never, the, the, the book of Psalms or Samuel, the, the chronicles, the kings, they never told us God that David ever came to the Lord and spoke to the Lord about that sin. And you guys, it is the secret sin. The Bible said that will find us out. It's the secret sins that's going to mess us up. It's the sins that we think don't nobody know, that we think don't nobody pay attention to. Don't forget what Hebrews 4.12 says. He knows the very thoughts and the very intent of our heart. So, again, I want to ask you, are you ready? Will you be ready for when he comes, when the, the, the trumpet sounds? And when the dead in Christ shall rise, the Bible tells us, we who are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet him in the air, and so shall we ever meet him in the air. I say to you today, whatever it is that has the potential to keep you out of heaven, honey, it is not worth it. I don't know if you've ever sat down and thought of how long eternity is, but eternity is a million is a billion, is a trillion, is a gazillion, is a whatever zillion, whatever it is, there is no end in hell. There is no end in the fire. There is no end. And you will burn if you don't make it right with God. And when I say you, I'm talking about me, myself. This is why I stay in a place of repentance. This is why I will ask God, have I done anything wrong? I can be sitting there and my spirit will speak to me. And I was like, Lord, I don't know what I did, but I repent. Sometimes we do things not paying attention. Sometimes we have offended somebody and we weren't paying attention. Sometimes the wrong thoughts run through our minds and we stay on that thought too long. And it becomes a thing where we need to repent. So we have got to be ready. So let's make sure our hearts are clean and free of unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will shut the hands of God towards you. Unforgiveness will shut the mouth of God towards you. Unforgiveness will shut God's ears towards you. I don't care what that person did to you. I don't care how bad it was. You have to forgive because remember this. Forgiveness is not for them. It is for you. Because think about it. How hot is a volcano? Just think about if you were to stand by a volcano, that heat of that volcano. By the time somebody throws you into the volcano, by the time you hit that lava, baby, you are gone. And hell is a billion times hotter than the hottest volcano that ever erupted. So I ask you again. You having unforgiveness in your heart, is it worth it? You walking around being angry 
having wrath, rage. That's like blind anger. You, I, I used to uh, talk to this lady, and she told me, she said, when I get angry, she said, I black out. That's a demonic spirit that operates in your life. Because that demon in that moment of darkness, you can kill somebody, you can hurt somebody, you can kill yourself and wouldn't even know it until you come to yourself. Why? Because John 10.10 tells us that the thief, the devil, he comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And Jesus told us, I come that you may have life and have life more in abundance. So we are working towards an abundant life. Are we perfect? No. Can we ever get perfect? Not by ourselves. We cannot get perfect by ourselves. It takes the blood of Jesus to help us. Is it impossible? No. Remember, we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Remember, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Time is running out of time. (laughs) And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but time is running out of time. Think about it. Those of us who are 40, 50, 60, do you remember what it was 20 years ago? Think about how it was 30 years ago. Think about how it was 40 years ago. The life we lived, heck, back in 2019, that life has gone. Life as we knew it in 2019 is no more in 2021. Why? The Bible tells us the devil has come down with great wrath, and that sucker knows his time is short. So he's trying to kill me. He's trying to kill you, your mom, your dad, brother, sister, cousin. He's trying to kill all of us because he's a selfish son of a gun. He don't want to go to hell by himself. This is what people need to realize. The devil don't care. He don't care about nobody. He only care about him. The, the, the most perfect narcissist is the devil. The devil is all about me, 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 me. Everything he does is about me. You get nothing from the devil until you give something to him. All these rappers that are selling their souls, they are having blinded because just like The devil showed Jesus in Matthew chapter 5. He brought him up on the high pinnacle and he told him, all this I will give to you. I will give you all the fame. I will give you all the fortune only if you fall and bow down because he wants to be God. He is a created being, but he wants to overthrow the person who created him. And so many Christians are worshiping. The created being and not worshiping the creator. So many Christians are worshiping the house that the creator gave them, that they don't have time. They are worshiping the cars and the clothes and all these things. Now, does God want us to have nice things? God doesn't mind having having his children have a, uh, a nice home, nice clothes, nice car, jewelry, money. God is not against that. People keep saying money is the root of all evil. No, baby, go back and read your Bible. The love of money. Of money. The love of money is the root of all evil, not money, because the Bible tells us that money answers all things. Without all money, you can't do anything. Without any, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead, because Pastor Chris, I hear you in the back, so I'm gonna chime in. Uh, I'm gonna let you come in, sir. And oh. and and uh, if you would if you would join the conversation. Oh sure. 
Yes. <laughs> I didn't yes. even know my mic was on. Uh oh. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh. You are okay. on, sir. Yeah, you are on, and you are on the mic, and you are walking with us. So come on back, Chris. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Yeah. Well. So, as we as we speak on, are we ready for the return of Jesus? Give us a, a, a few things that you're seeing to let us know, and and some things that will keep us on the ground and not be caught up. See, I believe that. Uh oh, and I'm going up. Okay, I don't know what's going on my mic, but I'm gonna try to. I can get hear you. The, oh, you can hear me clearly. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, I'm not understanding where we are as a body. I'm I'm, I'm having mm-hmm. a little problem with that because God has been so good to us, but yet we want to try to do it ourselves. What do I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't want to apply. What God has given We don't Mm want to Do what God Has said Mm -hmm. We want to do Our own Thing And then when we do Our own thing We get upset At God Right That doesn't make sense to me Now I get it when you are a babe in Christ, I get it. Mm-hmm. But not when you are a seasoned vet, like I like to call it. You've been walking right. with God for more than five years, and you right. still blaming God on decisions you're making. You want to mm-hmm. be blessed and highly favored now, like the commercial of J.G. Wentworth. I know y'all know that commercial. Eight seven seven. It's my money. Cash now. Exactly. So this is how some, all of us, are acting. We want our blessing, mm-hmm. and we want it now. now. We don't yeah. want to work for it. We don't want to grow for it. Hmm. We just want it now because my girlfriend got her counterfeit anointing. Uh oh. I'm sorry, Uh-oh. I didn't mean to say that. Boom. I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead. Uh, uh, my pa- my pastor <laughs> told me I have an anointing because I gave okay. my thousand dollar seed. Uh oh. Mm. Or 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 I I have the anointing because me and the minister of music is on the low low. Uh oh. Right, right, right. See, we don't want to talk about issues like this. But see, if we don't get our flesh together, we're we in trouble. Now, mm-hmm. this is where we need accountability partners. This is where we need people that we can be real with, talk right. to, and not be right. all churchy. I'm sorry, right. but sometimes you don't need to be churchy on things that's really holding you hostage. This show is not called Victory Over the Weight of Life Wait. for right. a reason. There's a reason for it because there's a lot right. of taboo going on in mm. church. 
And if y'all didn't get Author Deanne LeBrien's book You need to get it Just saying Go Amen. to LeBrienBooks.com But what I'm saying is <laughs> We got a lot of things going on In our own churches No one wants to talk about it Now we stuck with other people's spirits Uh oh hmm. Other people's stuff now we're finally trying to walk in victory, but I'm bound by the religion of my flock. Uh-oh. Come on. See, Hell's this back. thing is not about religion. It's about having a relationship with God. See, we've been taught religion for so long, Arthur Deanne Labrine. We've been taught so much on what to do, what not to do, how to cross our legs, how not to cross our legs, what to wear, what kind of makeup to put on, all this nonsense. Mm -hmm. We put so much outward phoniness on us that we have a whole bunch of stuff happening in our own four walls, in our own safe havens called church. I'm sorry, but it happens. And when we go home, going and dealing with our own stuff, we picked up the spirit in the house of God, some, not all, and now we stuck. Deanne, we're stuck. (laughs) So where's my victory? I'm getting beat at home. I'm being called all kinds of names. I get no respect. I live with a narcissist. I'm just being so beat up at home. I go to church to get my deliverances, and I go to the church, and the pastor looking at me up and down. Uh Uh-oh. Or the pastor calling me in in the chambers, seeing what's up with me after church. Uh Uh-oh. Come on. See, see. We got pimps in the pulpit. We got pimps in the pews. See, that's another book title. I just told you one. Pimped in the pews. (laughs) Anyway, see, I'm saying all this because there's a point. See, just because you're in position doesn't give you a right to be abusive. Yes, I said it. See, it is an honor and a privilege to pastor people. When you can guide people to the truth, not to me, to the truth. So what's the truth, Pastor? Glad you add. It's the word of God. Okay, I don't know how to read this word of God. It's too complex. Well, there are so many different versions of the word that you Mm -hmm. can read. And as you grow, you can get into the different wording of the Bible. New King James, Amplified. See, you start slow. See, the church wants to throw the Bible at you and don't want to teach you basic skills. Uh Uh-oh. I sure Mm. wasn't. I learned Mm. the hard way. And guess what? It cost me almost 30 years of my life. Because I learned religion, not relationship. So I still went out to the world, dropping it like it's hot, Getting drunk, all that craziness, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I didn't have relationships. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to take over the show, 
I didn't even Come know on. my mic was on. So, so, so I need to step back just a little bit because this is your show, not mine. Amen. But Amen. so I'm going <laughs> to stop for a minute and digress before we lose everybody on social media. So, Sister Deanna, oh back to you. Only your mind. Yes, yes. <laughs> he, uh, brothers and sisters, people of God, Pastor oh. Chris just said so much. So much. Because, again, we are talking about, are you ready for the return of Jesus? And he just told us all these things that are going to keep us right here on earth if we don't get it together. Abuse. These leaders in the church, in government, that want to dominate God's people, that want to rule and control God's people. Don't think because they have power here on earth that means they get away scot-free. Don't think these people, these actors and actresses, that, that y'all see and that y'all make gods of, and, and when they die and they say, oh, that person was such a nice person. It was just so talented. Like Pastor Chris said, it's not religion. It's relationship. Religion will cause a lot of people to go to hell, but relationship will save our souls. We have got to be careful we have got to know. We have got to remember this is not our world. This is not our home. We are pilgrims. We are sojourners. We are only here for a minute. The Bible tells us that life is like a vapor. Here right now, gone in, 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 in less than a second. If you ever had coffee on, on a hot day or something, or just look at that coffee nice and piping hot. You see the vapor coming out of there. You cook and you see that vapor coming out of there. And just as that vapor appears, it disappears within the next breath. And one of these days, y'all, the Bible tells us he will be here in the twinkling of an eye. We're going to be snatched away in a twinkling of an eye. People will be driving and they will be gone. There will be airplanes in the air, and we will be gone. And somebody might say, well, why, why, why would God allow such and such to happen? Why can't he, he do it at a time where everybody is sleeping or everybody's at work or something, something, something? No. He asked us, if you know that your house was going to be broken into tonight by a thief, would you go to sleep? Or would you stay up and keep watch of your house? When that sucker come in, you say, I don't know what, what, what house you're going to rob, but it's not that one. The same way we have to live our life here daily. Because at any minute, any moment, every second, every hour, Jesus can come back. And what is it that he will catch us doing? Will we be like Pastor Krista in the club, dropping it like it's hot? Will you as a man be beating up on your wife or you as a wife beating up on your man? Will you be out there cussing somebody out? Will you be on the low low with the choir director and you the usher? Or will you be the nurse and the, uh, and, and, the, and the teacher and you get busted? 
you're not going to go nowhere. Let me tell you all something. We do things and we like doing things in the dark. Do you know there's no darkness in God? So I don't care how dark the room is. I don't care how secure the room is. I don't care if they've swept the room and to see there are no bugs in there, no windows, no nothing. Every word whispered, every every thought that comes to and through our mind, he knows it on. See, the devil will have us to think that we are fooling God. The reality is he is fooling us. Remember, the enemy is all about deception. The Bible tells us he will appear and shows up as an angel of light. So he's going to go ahead and make you and I think as though he is something and he is not. You, got, you, you remember when you, you met that fly sister or homeboy that was so fine and everything oh. was peaches and cream until you got to know who that real person was and you're like, oh, my gosh, what I thought was and what is is not. That's the devil. Deception. He lies. Look you dead in the eye. Lie and blink. And there are people who lie without thinking twice about it. And the Bible tells us every liar will have his part in the lake of fire. Every liar will have his part. When, the, when, when Jesus returns, will he catch you in a lie? Will he catch you telling your boss you were sick and you were not sick? Will he catch you lying on your income tax? How is he going to catch you? So we have to be so We have to live every day like Jesus is coming in the next second. How can we do that? We can't do it in our own strength. We cannot do it in our own self. It's impossible. But like I said, with God, we can do everything because we're not working in ourselves or through ourselves. Holy Spirit is the one that's checking us. Nope. This is not right. Put it back. Put it down. Don't go there. Nope, you can't go here. You can't see him, her, the other. We have got to lay down our lives. Listen, because you guys, again, I want to stress this. We live 50, 60. Well, not, there are so many people who didn't even make it to 50. So many people who didn't even make it to 40. You look at the music world. You look at the entertainment world. There are babies dying. There are kids, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, before they hit 21, soul gone. And you may say, wow, this person has been dead for 25 years. And if they never gave their life to Christ, excuse me, right there and right now, they are in hell, screaming, yelling, and hollering because they are currently being tormented by demons tormented the bible tells us where the worms dies not i don't know about you i hit worms and can you imagine worms all over you in your hair in your eyes in your ears everywhere you look there's worms and they never die and they keep going and that demon is tormenting I, I don't know how true it is, but that basketball player that died a few years ago, somebody, I heard somebody said that they asked the Lord about them and the Lord showed them to that person because that person would spend hours in the gym practicing. So now his punishment in hell is that he is on a court 
playing basketball for eternity. He can't stop because that's who was his God, basketball. I don't know if it's true. People say stuff, but I'm saying that's what somebody said, okay? Hell is not fun. Just imagine somebody who's in prison. You're in a cage. You still have AC. You get to eat. You get to shower. Sometimes you even get to watch TV. And you are in that little cell, sometimes by themselves or sometimes with somebody else. Can you imagine being a little cell like that with a demon of witchcraft, a demon of homosexuality, a demon of murder? Can you imagine how many times they've murdered you over and over? You can feel the pain. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? What we are, you guys, like I said, I'm not perfect, never was, never will be. And you probably said, but Diane, I've done so much. Will God accept me? Will God love me? And I say to you, there is nothing that you can do that will stop God from loving you. There is nothing that you can do that will make God change his mind about you. For those of us who backslid and came back home, we know exactly where we left him. When we got back there, the same place. It could have been backslidden for a year. For five years, for ten years, he waited exactly where we left him. That's why we call him faithful. He That's never right. changes. And everybody, folks going to turn their back on you. Folks going to talk about you. God will never turn his back on you. He will never Amen. talk about you. But he will talk to you. And he will speak with you. He will have a conversation with you. Not about Tom, Dick, and Harry. But about you, you, he loves you. He loves me to the point that when God looked in his hand, he see your name in the palm of his hand. Name one somebody who loves you that much. Name one somebody you have crossed over and over and over and over. And every time you say, I'm sorry, they forgive you, give you a hug. Mm. Forgive me, give you a hug. That's God. And sometimes, y'all, we take him for granted. But he tells us that someday that. Grace is gonna run short. Is gonna run short. He said, "My spirit shall not always strive with men." One day, one day, you guys, is gonna be over. Diane, when will I know it's over? Somebody woke up this morning, and they're gone now. Somebody got on the road to go to work. They never made it back home. Some never made it to work. They thought they had all day. They had plans. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to work on this project. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then, and then, oh, my God. I'm on the radio. Oh, sorry. Family. Family here. I'm live. <laughs> sorry, y'all. <laughs> this is how you know we are live. And not just live, you are live in a St. Lucian household. You hear me? You are live in a Caribbean household. Uh-oh, That's uh-oh. how we get down, baby. That's how we get down. Yeah, I, I talking to, to each other trouble. from across the way. Yeah, talking mm-hmm. to each other from across the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, why didn't you just Lord, get up and say hi? No, that's... Amen. Good night. Amen. Amen. What? Pastor Never Chris, mind. you want to say something? No, no, no. 
I was just saying, I learned. I learned how this works. When you like, mm-hmm. hello, good night. Like, what? Why are you yeah. yelling? She's right there. Yeah. But see, yeah. that's just how we do you it. Roll. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. how you do it. And if you won't, we won't it. understand it unless you marry a Caribbean woman. A Caribbean or, somebody. Yeah, yes. yes. But anyway, that's yes. my three cents. It's a whole island thing, y'all. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the devil is trying to do whatever he's trying to do and to keep that word from coming out, but he can't stop it. Amen? Amen. And so like I was saying, there's nothing you and I can ever do that will stop God from loving you. There's no way you can go that would make God say, you know what? Mm-mm. I'm not going there. I don't want to be around them. I don't want to see them. The, the, the worst sinner, Paul said he was the worst sinner. And the things that Paul did then, comparing to the things that people do now, is like comparing oranges and peaches. Two totally different plants, two totally different fruits, two totally different seeds. Because somebody might be saying, Diane, I've lied so much. Diane, I've dabbled in witchcraft. I committed adultery. I fornicated. I had a baby out of wedlock. Uh, I had an abortion. I've dabbled in homosexuality. I've done this, Diane. I've done that. I feel so bad. You know why you feel bad? Because the devil... He entices you to do these things. And when you do it, he then throws it in your face, call you a hypocrite, and say, what kind of a Christian are you? Here you go listening to Christian program and Christian radio and look at you, the same thing she was talking about. Look at you, you doing the same thing. And all the Lord is asking of us is to come to him and say, Lord, I need help. These are the areas where I am weak. I, 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 for whatever reason, Lord, that spirit of lying, I need you to deliver me from lying. Lord, every time I go to the store, I steal something. I need you to deliver me from that spirit. Lord, every time I see a man, I get excited like it's a woman. I see a woman, I get excited like it's a, it's a man. Every time I open my mouth, the right words, it's always a And we can go to God and we can tell God. And guess what? He will never look down at us. Now, see, some of us, we go to family members who are Christian, and we'll mm. tell them, you know, I'm struggling with this, and I'm struggling with that. And you know what they'll do? They'll dog you out. They will belittle you. How you going to say that you are Christian, but you having these thoughts? You mean to tell me you slept around again? You mean to tell me you lie? And here's what bothers me nobody is perfect and these fake 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 christians along with their fake hair their fake eyelashes their Uh fake nails some of them with their fake boobs they fake behind Uh the fake gators Uh the 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 fake amani suit they they look at everybody and get down on that person because of their weakness Mm-hmm. And they have weaknesses, too. They are waiting until their wives are fast asleep. And they are trolling the Internet for young boys. The pastor, the deacon, the choir leader, the husband is asleep. What is wifey doing? 
she trolling, looking for hot babes, looking for this, looking for that, buying erotic toys and stuff, not for her and Uh-oh. her husband, but for her and her girlfriend. And we point fingers and we say you you are weak because you told a lie again, not because you are able to tell the truth 24-7 does not mean you're better than the person who cannot tell the truth. Not because you got you got married and then got pregnant does not mean you point fingers at the young lady who got pregnant out of wedlock. Not because your husband is supposedly this, that, and the other in the sight of people. Uh-oh. That means that's how he is when you're not around. But God, we can trust God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He never changes. He remains the same. The Bible tells us from everlasting to everlasting, nothing about God changed. The God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, the God of Isaac, the God of Peter, Paul, and James, he's still the same God. The God who created Adam and Eve in the garden out of the dirt. For those of y'all who think your color are all that, you ain't nothing but dirt, baby. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Okay, it don't matter what color that dust is, one of these days, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Don't let the devil fool you because your mm. skin color might be lighter than mine, his or her, that makes you any better. The enemy Uh-oh. is gonna is using that even in our world right now with all that hate and all this stuff. Don't fall for the okie doke. Do not drink that Kool-Aid anymore. Look at who God is. God loves everybody. Everybody. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what size you are. I don't care what your pedigree is. I don't care. The richest woman on earth, God does not love her more than me. The richest man on earth, God does not love him more than Pastor Chris. But here's what we has the things between Pastor Chris and I. The richest woman on earth, her name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The richest man on earth, his name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But guess whose name is in there? Diane Lubran and Pastor Christopher Newton. Hello. Not because you see people are in a place where they seem to be exalted. Thinking that, oh, God loves them more than me because I did this and because I did that and because I went there and because I didn't go there. And when I was supposed to, I didn't do. Don't let the devil keep beating you up like that. Don't let the devil keep lying to you like that. God has loved you with an everlasting love. There's nothing, listen to my word, nothing, okay. no thing. Like we would say in San Lucia, I am, Nasa, Zilch, zero. You can't do anything that will stop God from loving you. Pastor Chris, since we came on about 10 minutes later, do I have an extra 10 minutes? or? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay. Okay. So, I, I want you to know that you and I, we both have to work to make sure that when the cry, when, when, when the trumpet sounds and when Jesus appears, we both have to know that we are in the right place with God. Because if we are not, we will be left behind. 
you guys, it's going to be a bad day. And the Bible tells us it's going to be in the twinkling of an eye. So whoever you hate, you better get on your knees and ask God to get hate out of your heart. Whoever you 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 are planning on killing, you better ask God. If you're pregnant out of wedlock and mama don't know, you better come clean and tell mom and dad, I am pregnant. You better hold on to that baby. Do not kill innocent life. The Bible says God does not like people who ran towards bloodshed. Mm. He does not like it. That baby may not have been planned by the mind, by us, but our God is sovereign. Our God is the God of eternity. Our God knows everything that's happening. Every time your watch clicks, our God already know what, when, where, why, how, and what he is doing in our lives. Don't let the devil trick you. Don't let the devil make you think that this is it for you. Don't let him tell you because, oh, you had this baby out of wedlock. I remember when I had my first son, and I guess this is another reason why I don't really do church folks. I love the saints, but I don't do church folks, even if they have even if they have uh even if they have titles because mm. I remember when I got pregnant with my son, my adoptive sister was pregnant and another family member was pregnant and we were all going to the same church and our babies were like June, July and August. That's how close we were together, just bellies everywhere. And this evangelist from Dominica, the Caribbean She made it clear to me that God would not love my son, okay, because me and his father was not married like he would love my God sister and the other family's child because they were married. This is the kind of shenanigans. This is the kind of deception that the enemy will use to make you think God is sick and sick tired of you and enough is enough and he's just gonna throw in the towel because there's no hope for you you are a waste you're wasting god's time don't believe it don't believe it don't come to god at your lowest come to god at your strongest stay in god's face but and and, and this is i'm telling you my desire is while i have my hands lifted and worshiping while I'm sitting on my patio and praying while I'm laying in my bed and going over scriptures in my head, I open my eyes and who do I see before me? The Lord. If the Lord asked me, Diane, how would you like to come home? I'd say, Lord, right on my knees, giving you glory. Bring me on up, bring me on up. But we do not, we do not have the power because his time is not our time. And our time is not in his time. And he never does anything that is not in his time. That's why you are hearing this message right now. And if this is a replay, again, that's why you are hearing this message right now. Because he knew exactly when and where, what state, what country, what city, what time you would be listening to this message. So if you don't know him, today is the best time. Right now is the best time. Don't wait for tomorrow. 
He told us tomorrow is not promised to no man. You cannot point your finger and say, I'll do this tomorrow and I'll do that tomorrow. You don't know that. As you hear his voice, harden not your heart as it was in the days of the provocation. You guys remember what happened to Pharaoh? Mm. The Lord told Moses to go to Pharaoh and say to Pharaoh over and over, Pharaoh, let my people go so they can go and offer up sacrifices and worship me. What did Pharaoh do? The Bible tells us Pharaoh increased their workload. He became meaner. He became nastier to them. The Lord talked to Pharaoh. He sent frogs. He sent lice. He sent flies. The waters turned into blood. All the firstborn died. Did Pharaoh change? For a brief moment, when the children of Israel left, you would think Pharaoh would say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm out of here. What did he do? He pursued them. He pursued them, and the Lord stepped in, and God went ahead and started knocking their wheels off the chariot. And when the children of Israel was cornered, what did he do? He went ahead, and he allowed the sea, the Red Sea, to be opened. And when Pharaoh and all his people got in, the Lord caused Moses to shut the sea. And the Lord said this to Moses, the enemy that you see before you today, you will see them no more forever. Sister Diane, what are you saying? Whatever battle that you're going through is not your problem. He told them in what, chapter, chapter 13, Lord, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Whatever the trial is, it's not yours to fight. Your job, my job, our job, our responsibility is to stay in the faith of the Lord. Like Pastor Chris said it before, it's not religion, relationship. On the day of judgment, there are going to be a lot of religious people that's going to hear the words, depart from me, I never knew you. There's going to be, look at the world that we live in now, y'all. You would think pastors would be saying to the government, open up the doors of our churches. Open up the doors of our churches. What are they doing? Pastors (laughs) nowadays are preaching more fear than they are preaching faith. Pastors Mm. today, I saw one major bishop, honey, he is getting Mm. roasted on social media because He's the people is saying he's teaching them to fear God rather than standing on Psalms 91. He will let no evil before us, nor any plague come nigh our dwelling. Why? Because he will give his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. You cannot Amen. say you trust God and trust the government because the government oh. going to hell. Oh. Whether you like it or not, I don't care whether he black, white, blue, green, gray, purple. The government, if the president don't repent, if the vice president don't repent, if Nancy Pelosi don't repent, if Chuck Schumer don't repent, if Donald Trump don't repent, if Greg Abbott don't repent, whatever your governor is, if he don't repent, your your senator, your your mayor, your 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 city manager, the judges, I don't care who they are, how much money they have, how much power they have, if they don't repent, they're gonna bust hell wide open. 
wide open. And some of you look up to these people who does not fear God. They don't fear God because they think they're God themselves. Because they think they are in charge of their life. And you guys are fallen. That's why I say I fear no man but God. I bow down to no man but God. I have made up in my mind. It is for him I live. And it is for him I die. I don't care what nobody said. If it does not line up with the word of God, I'm telling you, don't do it. In Matthew chapter 24, that when the disciple asked the Lord, what will be the signs of your coming? One of the, the first things Jesus told them is, do not be deceived. They're going to come in my name saying I am him he said don't go in the desert don't go in the chambers he said because when I come just like the lightning flashes from the east to the west he said guess what you don't see me so if you don't see me up there it's not me and there are leaders there are pastors that keep the church door closed pastors have an issue with communion pastors have an issue with the saints greeting each other with a holy kiss they could, he, he, he is pastor, but he'd have no problem kissing the, the choir leader, Clarence. He don't have no problem with that. But Sister Johnson and Sister Johnson cannot hug each other and kiss each other on the cheek. You really believe my God who created the heaven and the earth? You really believe my God who can heal any sickness and any disease? Do you really believe my God who created this body in a way that men to this day cannot understand the function of the body. You mean to tell me a man named Lazarus who was dead for four days, my God can bring him back from the dead. You mean to tell me my God let my Jesus die in a tomb three days and on the third day Holy Spirit raised him from the dead. And you mean to tell me I'm going to be afraid of what? Afraid of what? When he told me to fear not, when he told me I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind, what am I afraid of? If I say I am afraid of anything, that makes God's word null and void. And that takes me out of faith into fear. And I tell you this, as sure as I know my name is written in the Lamb's book of life, I bow down to no virus, no sickness. No disease, nothing. I don't care what the name is. If it does not line up with my Bible that says by his stripes, I am healed. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't need it. Because when I made up my mind, when that sky cracks, Pastor Chris, if I have to grab onto your leg, Pastor Chris, I'm going up. You hear me? If I have to call everybody and repent, if I have to, whatever I have to do, I have made up my mind. I will not go to hell. My soul will not be lost. I stand in the gap for my children. I stand in the gap for my unsafe family, letting the devil know you cannot have my children, you cannot have my grandchildren, you cannot have my sisters, you cannot have my brothers, you cannot have my nieces, my nephews, my aunts. I stand in the gap for them because why? The devil have them bound, and if the devil can take all of them to hell with him, 
that makes his day. And to see me cry knowing that their souls was not saved, it would give him great pleasure on that grotesque face of his. And I refuse to just let the devil run and wreak havoc in our lives, and we don't fight back with the blood of Jesus. So to the weak pastors, I say, get a backbone, Ahab. Stand up straight. Let the government know it is time for us to open up the churches. Jesus told us, do not forsake the assembling of yourself. Okay, Paul told us, do not forsake the assembling of yourself. The word was given by inspiration of Holy Spirit. So Jesus said it, do not forsake the assembling of yourself. That's what he said. See, Pastor Chris, we will bypass stuff like that. But then they'll say, but Paul also said a glass of wine is good for the stomach. You know why? Because they borderline and undercover alkies. So they'll use the word to suffice them. But when it's not for, when the word, they don't need it, at least that's what they feel. You know, they bypass it. It's no big deal. But tonight, like I said, I didn't have a topic. I said, usually when this happens, God just want to say stuff. He just want to let people know there's somebody who's listening. There's somebody who's going to be listening. God is calling you. God is saying, I call you once. I've called you twice. Enough is enough. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. So what I want to do right now, I want to take a minute and lead you into the prayer of repentance. So when the sky cracks open, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you are going up with the family. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, when you stand before the Lord, he will not say to you, depart from me, I never knew you, but rather welcome and well done, thou good and faithful servant. So if you are backslidden, if you've never accepted the Lord before, Say with me, Father God, I come in the name of Jesus. Lord, I've heard your word. And Father, I know I need you because I cannot save myself. So Father, I ask right now in Jesus' name that you forgive me of my sin. Wash me in the blood of Jesus from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Lord, I turn my back on the world. I renounce the world and everything that it is, everything that it does. And Father, I am looking to you today, right now. I make the decision that you are my God. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. Lord, I thank you that right now I am saved. And I thank you right now that my name has been erased out of the book of death and is now written in the book of life. I thank you. You are now my God. I am your child. So fill me, God, with your Holy Spirit. And please help me to live a life, oh God, that is pleasing unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say to you, if you say this prayer with your heart, I want you to know the person who you were, you are no longer that person. Because 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become brand new. So whatever you were yesterday, whatever you were five minutes ago, you are no longer that person. 
So anybody try to remind you of that person, tell him, I don't know what you're talking about, baby. That person dead, and you're not lying because he's gone. You're a new creature, a brand new creation. So give God praise and give God glory. The, the, we started out with the broadcast, and, and the, I knew the devil, whenever the word of the Lord is going to go forth and somebody is listening to a word, somebody's heart is going to be changed, we always can tell because there's always some kind of something going on. Remember, he's the prince of the airways. But tonight, we have the victory. And that person, you've heard the word and you've accepted Christ. And I want to say to you, welcome into the family. I ask that you go to LubrinBooks.com, my new book, What If. You can purchase my new book, What If, Living with the Regrets of Yesterday, on my website. That is L-E-B-R-I-N. B-O-O-K-S dot com, and you can order your book there as well as he was there all the time. I'm not in it by myself. Uh, you can get your devotional there. If you like to journal, you can also get a journal there. Uh, for any speaking engagement, you can send me emails from there. So I just want to thank you for being with us tonight, next Tuesday, same time, same place, same station. Pastor Chris, this is Shanice. I want to thank you guys so much for this opportunity. So don't forget, you guys. Love God and know that he loves you beyond a shadow of a doubt. You guys have a good night. God bless you. So walk with me, family. Let's go. Pastor Chris, thank you for helping out. I appreciate it.
Radio, Central Texas. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.